the VCG podcast is sponsored by Forget Me Not Flowers and Gifts in Barrie, Vermont. Forget Me Not Flowers and Gifts is at a new location on Main Street. So check them out if you're looking for flowers or gifts for someone in your life. Welcome to the Chaotic Good Cast. This is our premiere episode. It's me and three of my friends proving how geeky and nerdy we are to the world. Uh, We're going to talk about board games, RPGs, pop culture, TV shows, movies. We'll talk about everything. It's going to be chaotic, but it'll be so good. Joining me is the ultimate geek from the north, Jason Hunt. Hello, everybody. Jason, thanks for being on. Next up is Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. How we doing, everyone? And, of course, we have Rob Kalajian from a Pond's Perspective. Yo. We're going to talk, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about all sorts of different subjects that are going on in the world. The- the geekdoms and the fandoms out there in the interwebs. But first, let's just introduce everybody, talk a little bit about ourselves, and let the listeners know a little bit more about uh, about us. I'm Doug Shoot. I, I do Victory Condition Gaming. You know, if you're listening to this and you haven't, uh, you know, checked out our other uh, content that we do, we do all sorts of stuff. We do uh you know, YouTube content, Twitch content. We do a weekly uh, podcast, um, and then we also do a uh, weekly uh, radio show that airs up. Yeah, I've been pretty much a geek my whole life. Um, let's see here. I've always been into board games. I've, uh, I'm a former '80s kid, so uh, Star Wars, Transformers, GI Joe, Ninja Turtles are all my jam. Even I'm like. 42 right now and i still love all that stuff um and i love all this other stuff that's going on in in the world and i just love this whole i don't know what you want to call it is it like this is like the golden age of geek right now right i mean comic books are are in style uh, it's never been a better time to be a geek yeah it's never been a better time to be a geek i mean uh, God, if this was happening in high school, when I was in high school, oh, man, man, I'd be loving it right now. <laughs> we we would be we would be the it crowd. We in would high be the cool kids. Point. Wait, I I was the cool kid in high school. You you guys weren't? Is that not how? I was I was more IT crowd than it crowd. Yeah, no, I was, I was yeah, definitely same. I was definitely not cool in high school. Now I went to a small high school. Or my my graduating class was twelve kids, so we all kind of got along. We all kind of grew up together. So uh, high school was actually a pretty decent uh, experience for me. Um, although my peers really weren't into a lot of the stuff that I was into, um, as far as like you know comics and you know games and and you know, role-playing games. I, I went to a religious school growing up, so so we didn't 
get to play role-playing games because you know that was the devil um when you played dungeons and dragons you you know you gave your your soul to the devil and and that was never a good thing so i always really wanted to play all these games growing up but i was never given the chance so now that i'm you know past that and i'm an adult and you know i get to you know embrace that stuff a lot more and uh, i just love making content who wants to go next? Jason? I nominate Jason. Jason definitely <laughs> wants to go next. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, my name is Jason Hunt. I'm a longtime supporter of, of Doug. Well, contributor. Yeah, a couple of years is a long time. Extraordinaire and, is what I. Contributor, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you do awesome on a lot of our RPG actual plays. I bring the weird with me. All oh, the time. dude, you, you're hilarious. Um, I've been gaming since I was 11 years old, uh, started off with Dungeons and Dragons like everybody else did pretty much. Uh, I was, that was back in 1982. <laughs> if anybody's wondering how old I am, go ahead and do the math. Um, same, pretty much same story as Doug, honestly, growing up as, as a kid anyway, uh, very small towns I lived in my whole life. So, you know, there was not a lot of opportunity to really do geeky stuff, so, I did the Saturday morning cartoon spiel for the better part of a decade. Uh, mm-hmm. Moved on to a little bit of manga, a little bit of anime. Uh, got into the Robotech series, did a lot of that. Um, started picking up uh, a lot of different games. Once I found out that there were other games out there than Dungeons & Dragons, uh, my whole world just changed overnight. Like uh, I started collecting games all over the place. Like I had the old uh, Gary Gygax with his um, Cyborg Commando game. Um, the old uh, Conan role-playing game from TSR back when they had the rights to that. Uh, moved on up through all the complicated things, Rollmaster, Living Steel, um, all of that stuff. Got a little, got into Harn a little bit through Dragon Magazine. That was the that was the first big, you know, multi-cyclopedia world kind of thing. Everybody was like, "Ooh, you must be you must be really good at D and D if you have Harn and stuff like that." Um, continued on right into my adult life. I never stopped being a nerd. Um, met my wife playing vampire the masquerade online oh that's awesome <laughs> so um i always been a fan of uh sci-fi and um all the like the novels and that sort of thing i'm huge fan of games workshop stuff the black library and all that sort of thing um then i met doug and <laughs> well, then it's just downhill from there <laughs> well no technically i'm technically i got it i'm not sure i'm pretty sure i met alan first and then i met you probably pretty sure i met you through alan and my wallet cries itself to sleep <laughs> every night now. Yours and mine like, both, my friend. Oh, it's just like every time somebody, like just last night, I was like, I'm not backing that traveler thing. I'm not backing that traveler <laughs> thing. I'm not backing that traveler thing. Why am I backing that traveler thing? I'm backing that traveler thing. That's cool. You know, that's what happens every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, that's me in a nutshell. Um, a frequent uh, contributor on Doug's um, YouTube actual plays and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm the guy who swore all the time in the second episode of Sims. <laughs> the, the guy that I was cursing as I was editing that podcast because it was going to be broadcast uh, to the masses. So, yeah, we, I never honestly, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably should have. Uh, probably should have warned you before that. Once you once you mentioned that you were broadcasting that on the local radio station, I was like, oh no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I anyway, made it, I made that's... it, uh, you know, acceptable. That's that's me in a nutshell. So I'll I'll let one of the other gentlemen go next. Nice, Ben. I heard a sigh. Sure, sure. Yeah, no worries. 
Yeah, so I'm Ben Higgins. I currently manage quarterstaff games in Burlington, Vermont, as Doug said. Uh, definitely one of the largest and the longest uh, existing game stores in this Vermont. Uh, but that's not the start of my nerdiness and my geekdom. Uh, like Doug, I grew up uh, in the early 80s in with all those those cards cartoons comics and everything but my gaming kind of genesis if you will started with the the trading card game boom of the early 90s the magic the gathering the wyvern this yeah yeah if if there was a property they made a trading card game and i probably played them all because i was able to uh have a part-time job in high school and uh all that money just went right into collecting little pieces of cardboard Uh, from ben, there, Ben, can yeah. I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. If, of course, we know that um, Magic has pretty much been the, you know, the cornerstone of the CCG industry. We've seen so many that have come and gone over the years. If you could resurrect any CCG that you've played, what CCG? What CCG would it be? Ooh. Ah, ooh, ah! Look at that! I'm putting that. you right on the spot. I'm, I'm <laughs> testing hot, your, I, taking your, your nerdness right out of the gate. I, I did not sign up for this. I'm I don't sorry, think. man. This is uh, this is how it goes down on the chaotic <laughs> good cast. I would have to say, if I could bring back any one uh, CCG, uh, TCG from the from the '90s, it would be the Middle Earth trading card game. Oh, okay, that. Sure. Uh, that had that a lot of is, uh, is incorrect. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the the only the fight. only correct answer would have been uh, jihad. Yep. Okay. You I, win, I, sir. You win. <laughs> but I didn't have a lot of friends uh, when I was into this. It was re- literally just me and my best friend that would play these. And jihad was such a great multiplayer game. So I I didn't get a chance to play that one as much as I wanted. That is true. I have to. I have to say that it w- jihad was much better with three or four people at least, and like six hours, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so yeah, from out of the CCG thing, I started dabbling into RPGs, getting into first Vampire the Masquerade and the other White Wolf properties, and then after uh, getting into and uh, out of college, that's when I got into into role playing games. And from there, uh, found my way into miniature games and board games, even though board games have actually been the smallest part uh, of my gaming life. Uh, they're probably the aspect of gaming that I'm most interested in currently. Nice. Nice. What's, what's your favorite board game right now at the moment? Ah, ooh, uh, it's a it's a toss up right now between terraforming Mars and wingspan, the elusive wingspan. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, we can talk about uh, board games here in a little bit. I'm I'm surprised by that answer. All right. Rob, that leaves you last, uh, but not least. uh, Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm the last. I am, uh, I am Rob Kalajian. I am the founder and editor in chief of Upon's perspective, which is a tabletop gaming review site. Um, I have been a gamer my entire life. I grew up with, you know, the standard, uh, board games. You know, my family was big into like, sorry, Clue, Monopoly, Parcheesi, 
all of those. Um, but then, you know, some games, some really cool games uh, came out. Uh, and I got, I had stuff like Fireball Island and Crash Canyon and Battlemaster. Um, and then when I was about eight, I had a friend who introduced me to this this game I had I'd never seen anything like it before, where you could make your own character and do whatever you want, and that was uh, Advanced D and D Second Edition. Ooh, okay. Um, and so I I started there, and I I played a ton of D and D, all to all through you know from when I was eight till about through middle school, uh, high school I was kind of a a big goth, uh, and I I got into to vampire and werewolf and wraith and changeling and and uh and mage and and all of those um in middle school i did go through the whole magic thing i was a i was a big magic player from beta till about ice age um and i used to play i used to skip my lunches at school to go to a classroom where a teacher would hold like magic lunches and we would we would go there and, and play magic over lunch every day wow um yeah and then uh college it was kind of miniatures we we, we got back into D D again uh, second edition we we tried third and, and didn't like it so we stuck with second uh but i got into 40k a bit with some miniatures nice nice um yeah and it wasn't i didn't get much into the more of the hobby type gaming stuff until until after college uh and shortly after i got into that i was uh invited to help write for purple pawn which was kind of like an old guard tabletop uh news site and i wrote for them uh for about eight years Wow. And okay. then I kind of spun off a pawn's perspective from that because uh, I was getting a ton of review stuff and Purple Pawn was mostly news. It's like, oh, I'll write some reviews. And then a pawn's perspective took off and I, I stopped writing for Purple Pawn and I've been writing for myself now. So I've been writing in the industry now for about uh, about 10 years. Wow. Um, Excellent. But I am I am an 80s kid through and through. I was born in 81. So I hit like the right time for, like you said, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, DuckTales, you know, all of those. I was a NES kid, Super NES kid, Genesis kid. I mean, I've been a huge video gamer my entire life uh, as well as a board gamer. So I'm just all around gaming. My dad was a comic book collector, so we always had uh, we always had comic books in the house. He would buy them and stuff them into plastic bags, and I would buy them and read them and and generally destroy them because i would <laughs> i would go through them so much always been a big fantasy guy sci-fi guy uh like my movies as a kid were like last unicorn flight of dragons legend labyrinth the hobbit that kind of stuff sure sure the and that brings hobbit us movies. Uh, the, the old cartoons yeah the old the old hobbit movie and lord of the rings movies yeah those movies were so good and now i'm a i'm a gamer dad i've got four kids of my own I've recently started uh, DMing for my kids and my my wife, and that has spawned into uh, a game with some more adults and then a game with some kids' friends. Uh, so I, I DM for 10 kids now once a month, which That's is awesome awesome you and insane. Are a saint. <laughs> and now I'm starting to get into creating some, some of my own content for, for 5th edition. So I keep busy. That's very cool. That's very cool. We'll have to have a whole episode on how to introduce folks into playing RPGs because I think that is something that needs to be addressed because I think that there's a lot of folks that want to play and that just don't. Yeah, especially amongst the, the, the random folks, like the random, you know, it's become cool to like the Marvel movies now. Right. A lot of those people are just like standing on the sidelines saying, 
I kind of, I kind of want to do something else with this, you know? So how do I do this? Like, so we need, to, there needs to be like a universal way to be like, Hey, you know, come on over. I'll teach you something yeah. without it being like, get into the back of my van. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a van. I would think with four kids, you must. Yeah. So it's a D and D van. That's awesome. As long as it doesn't say free candy, we're good. <laughs> it's just, no, it's free magic items. Yeah, there we go. I get in that van. Rob, I have a question for you. You said you sure. were an 80s kid. If you could bring back any 80s cartoon that's not on, that's not like on TV right now or on some sort of streaming service, what 80s cartoon would you bring back? Man, that that's tough because so many cartoons are back. Right. They've, they've um, come back. Yep. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you some time if you want to think about it. I, I'll say I was a. I was other than like the main properties which we keep seeing coming back, like uh, you know, like Transformers right, and She-Ra right, and GI Joe and all that. Uh, I would say maybe like Darkwing Duck. I really liked Darkwing yeah. Duck. I've I've always wanted to see them do gargoyles again. Oh, gargoyles oh. was great. Yeah, oh, I'm surprised yeah. Disney hasn't jumped on that train. But I mean, oh, I love new cartoons. I mean, you know, like Avatar, the Avatar series, or um, you know, the the uh, Dragon Prince. Um, there's just a lot of qu- there was some really junky cartoons coming out, but there's a lot of quality stuff coming out. Oh, now, absolutely. Too. I think I, I think with with a lot of these streaming services, there's uh, what am I th- what, how do I want to say this? There's a lot of expectation to put out quality content because people are paying for that, and it's not just you know a network TV where it's part of a package. People are actually going to your service and paying money and choosing your service, so they want to make sure you know the quality of, of the content is right up there. I mean, we're seeing like Castlevania was was really well done. Oh, that's um, Castlevania is amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, there's just what I'm trying to think of. What else is on Netflix? It's just really what is the the troll? What's the Del Toro? Uh, troll hunters. Troll, hunters. troll hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. was really well um, done. The new Godzilla cartoons are amazing. Oh, are they? I, I haven't, haven't watched those. those. They look really good. But the uh, the new right. Shira is out of this world. And is like really I said, good? Dragon Prince is fantastic. Uh, the new Voltron is really, really good. Yeah, the new Voltron is very good. Yeah, Netflix we... has its own series, um, sort of like Gundam meets Robotech kind of thing. I'm trying to remember I what it's called that. now. Yeah, I don't Do know. Do really? what it's called. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called. That's not the Voltron one they did. No, no, no it's, it's not actually one. Voltron. It's it's a different series. I can't remember what it's called. Gotcha. It's actually an S. Anyway, we'll uh, let's let's just hop into uh, some of the stuff that's been going on lately in uh, the different fandoms. Let's let's hop right into it. Last Saturday was Free Comic Book Day slash Star Wars Day. What did everybody do for uh, for Free Comic Book Day? Did anybody go to any Free Comic Book Day events? Uh, we don't have a local comic book store anymore here, oh, so I did not get involved no. in that. Sadly, it's a price I pay for living out in the middle of nowhere. That's... No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to the store. I had stuff to do, like uh, getting passport photos and one of the kids' baseball games. Wow. Okay. 
I uh, yeah. I normally partake in in Free Comic Book Day and Star Wars Day as part of the 501st Costuming Legion, dressing up as Star Wars characters and going out to these events for for fun and just entertaining. Uh, but this year, uh, a good friend of mine and uh, well, actually, they're both friends of mine. Uh, got married on May the fourth, so I uh, I had a very heavily Star Wars inspired wedding that I attended. That's awesome. So that was my that was my day. It was a uh, it was a good time. The uh, the wedding party walked down the aisle to uh, the binary sunset, the Tatooine theme, and then as soon as the bride was ready to enter, it seamlessly swapped over to the Imperial March uh, as, <laughs> oh, as it good. It was just a lot of fun. It was it was a very good day and uh, it was great to see them tie the knot. They definitely uh definitely deserve all the happiness they can get, especially with all the Star Wars they can cram into their marriage as well. You know what was funny, Ben, is that uh, I worked with the DJ at that wedding, so uh, I'm friends with him on on social media. And, oh, excellent! And he kept posting uh, all the direct de- the decorations for the wedding, and he was mm-hmm. like, "I'm like." I know where you're at, buddy, because I, I, I'm getting it from Ben and from Jim, the DJ, and I was like, "Wow, that that, that looks really, really awesome!" And, and yeah, it was it, it was a really, really fun day. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. How about how about you, Doug? What uh, I know you were doing something big. Yeah, uh, we we got invited to Double Midnight's uh, free comic book event. Um, it was me and Amanda Call and. You know, I was there for VCG, and she was there for Agent Knight, and of course, together we were there for Dump Statues, and they have this incredible free comic book day event. It's just insane. Um, people start started lining up for this Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. for a Saturday. Oh, it was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, but that's the type of reputation this event has. Um, they've just got a great community down there and, and people just really get into it. We got down there at, let me see here. It was like quarter of nine cause it started at 10 and it's a couple of hours away from me. Um, but we left real early. We got down there about quarter of nine and the line had already gone around the plaza and down the street. And Ooh-hoo. yeah, it was just, and it, it it was just a constant stream of folks coming in and, you know, getting free comics. And it wasn't just us there. There were other artists uh, vendoring there and, and uh, a lot of folks that the one thing that I really love to see at a free comic book event is folks that don't just come in for the free comics and leave um, because those free comics actually cost the comic store money. Um, so it's always nice to see folks come in, take a look at all the vendors. A lot of them, you know, even if they didn't like buy something from the vendors, they would interact with the vendors. They talk to them, they'd get their card. Um, and then they'd go out into the store and, you know, you saw a lot of folks just looking around the store and buying stuff, stuff in the store. Of course, the store has um, sales going on during that day, as most most uh, comic book stores do on free comic to get it on <clears throat> on free comic book day. But it's just it, it was just a great event, and it went until I think four thirty five o'clock, and nice. th- there were just people streaming in all day, and it was just a great. E- even though that I was there. It, 
you know, not as a comic book artist and it was kind of out of place for me. Um, I get to have some really great conversations with folks about RPGs and about the, the, the industry and about creating content. And it was amazing how many folks that were comic book fans would stop and they would say, that dump stat T is hilarious, you know, and, and like you could definitely tell that there is that crossover from RPG players and comic book readers. And it was just great to see that happen. And, you know, we'd have conversations with folks that uh, I don't think probably anticipated, you know, having RPG contents or conversations on, on free RPG day. But I mean, not free RPG on free comic book day. Uh, free RPG day is a totally different uh, event. Uh, you know, ne- I think it's what next month. Um, but yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, so it was just really great to uh, to connect with folks. Of course, I I love doing those types of events, and I I, I just love connecting with folks and talking with folks, and you know, that's kind of kind of why I love doing outside events and going places and being set up more than anything else you know i could i could be at an event all day and and you know if i don't even sell anything or or you know if if i'm just sitting there if i've had one really great interaction with somebody it's just it feels like it was worth it because you know it's like okay you made a connection on a on a really cool level and you know that was worth being there for but it just seems like there was a lot of a lot of that happening that day, and and it was, it was it was really great to be down there, and we're excited to come back down, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, about we're we're going to be back down in that Manchester, New Hampshire area later this year, which is awesome. Now, speaking of Star Wars Day, uh, we'd be remiss if we ha- didn't uh, acknowledge the fact that uh, Peter Mayhew, who was the you know the actor for Chewbacca. Uh, in the original series, and then I think he was also in the prequel movies as well. Ben, you yeah. probably uh, correct me on this. And I th- almost think he was the one for um, Episode s- 7. Was he Chewbacca in Episode 7? He he was, yeah. That was his, his, final, uh, his final portrayal but, as Chewbacca before, uh, before the, new, the new actor took over. And and he still advised the new actor on set of the last movie. Yeah, I, it was. He uh he very much mentored uh, Jonas, uh, and Jonas absolutely gives him all the credit in the world for allowing him to portray him as accurately and and possible in the solo movie and in the Last Jedi. And I I actually just watched them. Uh, you know some of Mayhew's uh, portrayal and Jonas's, and it's it's pretty seamless. It's hard to tell where one actor you know stops and the other one begins. So it's the role is in good hands, but definitely definitely rest well, Peter. Absolutely. Did anybody? Uh, I I got to meet Peter, and and I'll I'll discuss that uh, interaction here in a little bit. Did anybody else uh, get to to meet Peter at all? Uh, I know Ben, uh, you've been to no. no? Then you've been I, to a couple celebrations, right? I went to my first celebration uh, this this past month in in April, and I'm kind of regretting not getting in in line to to meet him at this one uh, now. 
at this point. But it's uh, from everything I hear from my other 501st uh, members and that have met him and members of the Rebel Legion, the, the sister group to the 501st that that had met with him. He was just one of the nicest people mm. that that you could ever interact with at these different conventions and everything. He truly loved the fandom and the 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 respect that the fandom had for him and his work. So it was he he made it very clear that it, Star Wars was more than just a movie. It, it was an entire movement. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 tell about my interaction with Peter in just a little bit. Rob, have you ever got a chance to meet Peter or, or any of the uh, Star Wars cast? No, no, I've had uh, more interactions with with Trek cast oh, than, nice. than Wars fast. Okay. We'll have to uh, we'll have to talk about uh, Star Trek here at some point. Uh, maybe not this episode, but maybe a, f- a following episode. So, I get to I get to meet Peter. Uh, let's see here. It was about 13 years ago. It was my my wife was pregnant with with my daughter, and they were doing this big. It was this odd show in Massachusetts, and it was New England Patriots players and Star Wars cast members. It was like the weirdest mashup of two signing. You know, it was just this weird event, but. Everybody from the Boston area, uh, or from the Massachusetts area, was there for the Patriots players. Like it was crazy. Like all, even like the folks that, even the players that didn't like even hardly get any field time, had like a line out the door, and the, the they had um, Peter was there, Kenny Baker was there, David Accord was there, um, Dave Barkley was there. Oh wow! Who else? They had a whole bunch of like these. Re- oh, Matthew Wood was there, and I've got a great Matthew Wood story. If you have anybody ever wants to hear about it, it was it was really really entertaining, and it's right on par with the with the Peter Mayhew story. But um, it it was just amazing that all these great Star Wars cast members were sitting there, and no, like you could go right up to their table, and nobody was there. And like you could tell, they were so like disappointed that nobody was there. So so anytime like any of us, it was me and Amanda and my friend Kent. And anytime one of us came even remotely close to their table, they were like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, and they'd pull us over and 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 chat. We'd had a great conversation with with <laughs> all of them. It was it was a great uh, great time. It was almost like a one on one kind of VIP experience that. Uh, and it was just this odd combination of of an event. But as we were leaving, um, I had gotten Peter's autograph earlier in the show, and and uh, you know I'd shaken his hand and said thank you for for everything that you've done with the, the Star Wars universe. And and uh, as as we were leaving, Steve, uh, Peter was on the picnic table outside, and he was smoking. And and uh, if you've ever met Peter, he he smoked he smoked a lot. Um, but he's sitting there and they're, they're having lunch and, and I walk by and Peter, Peter kind of waves us over. And, uh, I was like, wow, this is is pretty cool. And so we sat there as Peter was eating lunch and we were just kind of talking and it was just like, you know, here's this guy that I didn't even know, you know, I just met him like a, you know, a few minutes earlier and he just wanted to talk. And so, so what do you do? What do you, 
what do you say? Like, I'm trying not to geek out in front of in front of Peter. Trying and not I'm, to be that spaz. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying not to be that, that that you know the Star Wars nerd in, in front of your hero. So we're just sitting there, and and I said, I looked at Peter. I said, uh, you probably get this question all the time. I said, but I'm going to ask it because I'm never going to be able to ask it again. What was it like? Like, what was what was filming? star wars like because this is like an iconic movie like this is a movie that almost everybody knows about that everybody you know has some sort of knowledge about that so many millions of people have like this deep connection with what was that like (laughs) and it was awesome he looks at me he's like he's like doug if you had told me while we were filming star wars that 20 years later I'd be making a living going around to conventions and just posing with pictures and signing autographs I would have told you you were on drugs he says <laughs> because you got to you got to think about this Doug he says Star Wars was so strange like nobody got it like we all thought George Lucas was insane. Like, here's this guy that has this lightsaber. You know, we're running around the desert filming. He's like, and these scenes didn't make any sense because we didn't record them in any kind of order. He says, so, so we're doing this one scene, then we're doing another, and we, George is talking about the Force, and we've got Darth Vader, and he's like. And then we've got these robots that are walking around. He's like, dude, we all thought he was gonna, we was, he was insane, and this movie was gonna tank. We thought for sure it was just gonna be this utter failure. He says it wasn't actually until after the whole thing was put together and at one of the premieres that we sat down and we watched it, and we're like, whoa, this is pretty cool. And you know, it it was just like this really cool like inside look at star wars the way like you would have never thought about it you always think of like star wars as this big epic movie and and like you do you you know filming it for the first time and not in order and and dealing with all these things that i mean everybody knows what the force is now nobody knew what the force was then so he says yeah we all thought george was insane he says but you know it was a gig so we just all did it and we sweated our tails off he says our asses he said our asses off in, in the desert but man i would i would have said you were crazy when we were filming uh star wars the first movie that uh i'd be making the living of it the rest of my hmm. life it was just this really great conversation like it was just like oh yeah i guess that would make sense you know because you know like growing up you always think you know you know about the force and you know about darth vader and luke skywalker and and you know these are all characters and you know the storyline and and uh it's so to 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 film it and not in any order and have all these things that people aren't familiar with it it probably did seem ludicrous at the time so it was just it was really kind of a neat this like inside look at uh at star wars especially a new hope when you mention that now like um, when the when the new movie started coming out, I remember 
I was at work and I was super excited about it. And mm-hmm. I was finding ways to work it into every conversation I was having with my coworkers. And then one of the girls, um, cause I work with a bunch of nurses comes up to me and she says, I've never actually seen these movies. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I'm looking at her like, like what, 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 what language did you just speak to me? <laughs> how, how is it that you have not seen any of these movies? She's like, well, when were the, when did they come out? And I'm like, Oh my God, how old are you? Right. <laughs> and I'm realizing people in their twenties weren't even alive in some cases, no, depending on what part of their twenties yep. when these movies came out in theaters. So for them, they're, they're not even on their radar at all. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm like an old timer geek now. Uh. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to think that like childhoods don't have star Wars in them. I cannot imagine that at all. No. Like, from the earliest age, uh, like I, I went and saw Empire Strikes Back in the theaters with mm-hmm, uh, a mm-hmm. friend of my dad's, and that was the literal get in the back of my van thing. That was like looking back on it now, I was like, oh my god, I'm lucky I made it home. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally, this guy come around and he's like, like, because my dad knew I wanted to see the movie, but he didn't want to take me because it was like a 35 minute drive into the nearest town that had a theater. And then he knew that one of the guys that was working in his section because we lived on a military base was like. Oh hey, I'm going in to see this movie. You know, if you don't, if you don't have a problem with it. I'll take the kid with me. And like eleven of these neighborhood children piled into the back of this complete random stranger's van. Yikes! And went hey, kid, out to see Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like now. Oh, like man. if that happened now, there would be Amber Alerts everywhere. Absolutely, absolutely. This movie's got lightsabers. Yeah. Feel the Actually, force. The- the weirdest thing is we were, wait- we were waiting in line to get into the theater and the line was a good 150, 200 people long as it of course was after the first Star Wars movie was so successful. Sure. And um, I'm walking and people are playing like this was back in the era of ghetto blasters too, but the, the huge ghetto blasters everywhere. People were playing this, a lot of the soundtracks from, from the first movie and everything. And as I'm getting closer to the entry to the theater, I see people are like running out into the street and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I look around, there's a giant beehive. Somebody's beehive had gotten broken open or something by a wild animal outside of town. And all of the bees had swarmed around the entrance to the theater. And I remember seeing they had this big stand-up of of the Empire Strikes Back uh, poster, like all all in cardboard cutout and everything. And it was just covered in Mm. thousands of bees. And I'm like... This is so cool. I, I, I literally, I'm standing there. I'm standing there thinking that it's just some kind of publicity stunt. And I'm like, this is so cool. Sure. And then <laughs> was, you saw the movie, point. and there was no bees there in it. There was no all. bees in the movie at all. And I was kind of like, well, this is weird. And then actually, when the when the uh, fire department showed up and they had brought in a bee, a bee guy with them with the smoke thing and all that, and I was like, oh, this this was actually a thing. People were actually being stung, I guess, at the front of the line. That's why oh, everyone wow. was running out into the street. I was like, oh, oh oops. <laughs> well, now, uh, of course, we the Star Wars movies are still still uh, big when they release, but uh, nothing has been bigger than the release of Marvel's Endgame lately. It uh, has broke a lot of uh, records <laughs> And, yeah, it's, uh, it's nibbling at Avatar's heels for yeah, the biggest sales of all time. I'm pretty crazy. sure it's going to easily swamp. It, it should. It uh, it's past Titanic already in the first ten days, which is amazing. Well, and Avatar's whole run, they got to like two point seven billion dollars. I think. Yeah. I still don't they understand were at 1. that. One point two in three days. Yeah. Avatar yeah. was a crap movie. <laughs> oh. 
My God. Avatar was Pocahontas. Pretty it, much. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. It was literally Pocahontas told with blue aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was an exercise in, in CGI. And yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. But yeah. yeah it, was, it was honestly, it was a fun movie to watch. Uh, and I watched it several times. I really, I enjoyed the the spectacle of it. Like it was one of the first things that I, they released in the new 3D in the IMAX system. And man, was that gorgeous! Holy cow! Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like honestly a few weeks later that I realized I started piecing it together. I was like, wait, so strangers come to a foreign land. One of the strangers falls in love with a native girl. <laughs> the strangers decide that they're going to take everything from the native people. Oh, boy, this is Pocahontas. <laughs> he totally paints with all the colors of the wind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Endgame has uh, racked up $2.2 billion. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm just glad, you know, because I know Disney's been hurting for money lately. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, they they haven't really had it. What's that? We've been hitting up all those payday loan people. Yeah. You know, they they haven't had a head, had had a uh, box office hit in quite some time. Um, so to see them get $2.2 billion in 10 days has been, yeah, it's been good. And and another thing we got to keep a roof over their heads. Yeah. You know, you know. Um, another thing we have to keep in mind, and, and I'm going to just say we're not going to talk about Endgame because we don't want to spoil anything, of course. Folks haven't seen it, but it was a very... I, I enjoyed it. Um, we also have to remember that Captain Marvel's still in the movie theaters as well, and it's still doing well. Like, So I know, you know we're all talking about Endgame, but if you factor in Captain Marvel... They're Disney's kind of raking it in at the moment. Yeah, and then there's a new Spider-Man coming out before the end of the year. So exactly about a what two months now? I think. Uh, yeah, July. Like yeah, end, beginning of end, July. End, if we get mid to end, yeah, mid to end of July or something like that. Now they just uh, they released the second trailer of uh, uh, what's what's the uh, far, from home home? far from home, far from far home, far from home. Sorry. Um, so f- they, they released a tracking trailer for Far From Home, and they've told folks that if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch the preview because it does spoil some of the some of the Endgame movie. Has anybody it seen, is, has anybody it, seen is it? Spoiler, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched it this morning. Nice. I haven't it's, watched it's it. It's huge spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, how could you not at this point? You know, it's going to have to have some sort of spoiler on it. Well, and it's it's nice that they at least gave the warning because today is kind of the official um, the official end date for Disney's like no spoilers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah they, so they, at, they, at, they, like they going forward happens. now, like Disney will at you know at their discretion post whatever they want about Endgame. Sure. I mean, if if anybody was dying to see Endgame, they they they've probably seen it at this point. Honestly, yeah. yeah, more than more yeah. than likely, the people that were really diehard, hardcore, right. super invested in it, they've they've been and seen it at least once, if not more. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Still, people, be kind to those who haven't, and still don't spoil it. But yeah, try not to spoil yeah. it, for folks. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you're in if you're in mixed company, you know, nerds and non nerds, just check and be like, hey, I want to talk about this. Have you seen it? Are you okay with spoilers if you haven't? 
Yes, that is, that is the way every movie Com- conversation Common courtesy, man. That's all it takes. Now, Actually, what I want to know about Endgame is why... They, uh, I heard there was a thing about they had to do some reshoots with uh, Brie Larson for Captain Marvel. And I was kind of shocked at how little um, I really seemed to... Like, I don't know if that's... I, geez, is that a spoiler? Um, maybe I should, you, maybe I you, say you can go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. We'll let well, you go, Jason. I, I wanted I wanted to see more of her, and we yeah. Did, and I realized that there's like they had what like forty some heroes to stuff in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's crazy. And, <laughs> and I knew that not everyone would get a ton of screen time, but I mean, they made such a a big deal about um, Captain Marvel being yeah, she's the, she's a big beefy one now that the Hulk's got his personality problem going on. Exactly. So, and I was like. Where is she? And then all like I, what? I, it was cool when she was there. I was just expecting to see more. Sure. I think that's that's you know Mar- Marvel is is notorious for the kind of bait and switch, whether they're altering scenes and trailers or or this and that. And uh, I think that was kind of a a big thing that they they hyped her up. Well, like you know this is Captain yeah. Marvel, and I and I and I don't want to give too much away, but I think they're doing it again with the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. I think they're prepping another bait and switch for us. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, well remember how many people were kind of choked when they put out that, uh, that poster for black Panther and it had the Hulk in the back of the crowd and everybody was like, yeah, okay. The whole crew's back. And Hulk's not even in that movie. No, that's right. <laughs> Banner is, but Hulk's nowhere to be found. Yeah. I think they deliberately didn't put Captain Marvel as much in Endgame to let other characters shine. Let's just put it that way. That's kind of what I was wondering because Captain Marvel is ostensibly the Superman of Marvel at at this point, as far as the MCU is concerned anyway. So I think they were, they were thinking, Oh, it'll be, it'll be just like justice league, you know, where um, the whole movie is, uh, is them getting their butts kicked and trying to figure out how to do things and struggling against everything. Then Superman shows up and he's just like, flick, flick, flick. I'm flicking you. I'm flicking you. I'm flicking you. Right. <laughs> she's, she's definitely a, a new phase. Yeah, hero. absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. think we're going to see more of her in the next, you know, few years. For sure. People are crying about the new phase, but I honestly, I'm kind of keen to see them start over. Well, not necessarily start over, but to get some fresh faces in there to tell some different stories. Like everybody's like, "Oh, well, now that Downey Jr. is Downey Jr.'s uh, yeah. getting close to the end of his his time, and and so is Evans, and like all of them, all of the main guys are their contracts are just getting close to being up, kind right. of thing." Yeah. I I want them to have some new blood. Like when they had to the end of um, was it Age of Ultron? No, well, the end of Civil War. Um, when uh, Cap and Stark have had their breakup and everything, and they do that whole "oh well, it's time to train the new recruits" kind of thing, and it's just you know Scarlet Witch and Vision and War Machine and that kind of thing. I was like, they're not A-listers, but I want to see that sort of thing. I want to see somebody else get the spotlight. See, and and now is the perfect time for them to bring in the Fantastic Four with the Fox. Sure. Yep. Uh, you know, like you know, let, leave the X Men on the back burner. Bring in bring in the four and bring in all the the auxiliary characters bring in doom and bring in the surfer and bring in all the cosmic stuff. Sure. It's like, I, th- I think they still have to negotiate that stuff with Sony though. Mm. I don't well, no, think they no, have no, they bought all, all that. Fantastic four was completely, was completely Fox. The only, uh, the only thing Sony has is, is Spider-Man 
and all of the associated Spider-Man characters. Oh, okay. So Fox had all of. Okay, so now that it's all back under yeah, the same Fox umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and, Disney uh, has uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yeah, and, and X-Men have had their moment in the sun for a while. You know, it's oh, yeah. probably not. got to let as, it cool off. Yeah, you know, if you're going to well, add them to the MCU, new... you got to have yeah. them have their moment, that break a little bit, I think, from the movies that they've been putting out and then the next phase that uh, Disney wants to put out. Yes. Yeah. You, you can't really mash up too much more stuff. I mean, I w- it was it would be so amazing if they did something like that. But it's going to turn into every Marvel movie is going to be a three-hour movie if they try to do stuff like that. <laughs> like, and because, because of the amount of screen time you're going to have to invest. Because there's, if you look at the X-Men, the core group of the X-Men is, is only like five or six five or six characters. But there's so many people that have gone through and been X-Men over the years that they would just be dredging up person after person after person after person. So you'd never get a movie done. Yeah, for sure. You circle back around to, you know, why isn't Captain Marvel in Endgame more? It's because there's so many people. Well, yeah. if you want Cyclops to have an actual story arc, you can't have 50 mutants running around. Absolutely. So speaking of spoilers and uh, all that jazz, another uh, property that's really hot that people have been waiting for for quite some time is Game of Thrones. And our household, we've been waiting for this for, I mean, how long did it take for this new season to finally hit oh, HBO? A year and a half. Yeah, it was over a year. It's crazy. It was crazy. Is everybody uh, everybody digging Game of Thrones at this point? Is anybody I'm not watching Game, Game of Thrones? I, I will say my wife and I only watched uh, season one. Oh, okay. And I, I read the five books and I'm kind of like, I want, I want the books. Sure. <laughs> I want <laughs> the books. Yeah. There's Is actually the been a girl online talking about that actually, where they're worried about now. Um, they were, they were comparing it to Avatar. How um, there's two, actually two different series of, of uh, um, Avatar, sorry, Full Metal Alchemist. There was the, there was the yeah, longer version that, that they created into the cartoon. Yeah. And now they're then they went on in a different direction with it not with the original creators of the thing and people are now torn as to whether or not they believe one is canon air quotes and i hate that word (laughs) do i hate that word um and now they're saying the same thing about game of thrones they're like well you know yeah okay sure this is what the this is what um weiss and bennyhoff or i can't think that's how you pronounce his name are are giving us now but is it really what george martin wanted and i'm like well George came out himself and said he gave them all of the notes that he has. Right. He gave them all of the major plot points. He told them who's going to live, who's going to die, how he wants it to end. So really, they're just putting drapery on a skeleton right now. Yeah. So it's basically like even even if he does go, but that even if he does come out and write the books now, people are still going to be like, oh, well, in the books this happened, and they didn't do that in the series. So neener. Fans like that, I just want to smack in the head. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Star Wars fans are not like that at all, Jason. Oh, yes, man. yes, they are. Stop it. I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I that's too. exactly I, what we're like. When they did that whole ragey thing on that poor girl, uh, and even on the guy who played Jar Jar, when, when like, I didn't oh, really like Jar Jar yeah. either, but when they raged on that poor guy so hard that he considered suicide. Yeah. Like, that's just not right. Step like back. The dude is an actor. Yourself. Like, right. you know, he right. got hired to do a job. He's a human being. Like right. in that, that poor girl, uh, what is her name? Rose? Kelly, Kelly. Tran. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. yeah. She was Kelly Rose. Was and she was so harassed so yeah. aggressively and finally by apparent fans, again, air quotes, yeah. that she quit the internet. And now she's even considering dumping acting as a career. Oh my God. Like, what? What kind of horrible... I, that's where the sense of entitlement of fandoms gets to the point where I'm just like, if that's what you call being a fan, uh-uh, sorry, I'm not. <laughs> right. I, I will interject real quick on that. Uh, being at Celebration this year, when she came out on stage for the the uh, the episode nine panel, she got a huge standing ovation from everyone oh, in attendance. Awesome. So, like, awesome. the fans when they're online and they've got that mask of anonymity, it can get nasty, but at its core person to person, face to face, like we all love something and we know we love something and we show the support for it. So like, yeah, if you're on the internet being a, being a jerk, stop it. Like you're not impressing anyone, but let's, let's, let's keep it fun and friendly. Like you would face to face with someone. That's, that's what it needs exactly. to be. I have and, never run into someone who's, who's yeah. literally, you know, been frothing at the mouth, raging at me about Jar Jar or Rose's or the character of Rose. I'm like, I've never run into that. But yet, if you go online, there's whole forum threads and posts and they, they released some giant manifesto that they wanted to send to George Lucas about how mm. he had ruined their childhoods and it wasn't what their star Wars was. And I'm like, it's George Lucas's Star Wars. I mean, he sold it to Disney now, but it was <laughs> George's Star Wars. Yeah, he, he kinda if that's the story he that. wanted to tell, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. It's his story. If you don't like it, walk away. <laughs> if anybody wants to rage on any like director or anything, feel free to rage on Michael Bell. I mean, Michael Bay. Cause, Michael, uh, Bell. <laughs> Michael Bell. Michael Bell's a voice actor. Michael Bay. Oh, yes, Doug. Um, tell us about the Transformers movies. Yeah, let's not let's not even go <laughs> show, in there. We, we, uh, show me on the combiner doll where yeah. Michael Bay touched me. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 uh, I got to tell you, let's have to, so I did uh, Vermont Sci-Fi and Fantasy Expo a couple weeks ago. And towards the end of Saturday, um, I had this this mom and her kid show up uh, to our booth, and I had my Transformers shirt on, and the mom says, oh, I, I like your shirt. I grew up in the 80s, so I, I, I know all about uh, Transformers uh, G1. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And so uh, I, I look at the kid, the next her son next to her, and he must have been what, like eight or nine, probably nine. And I said, Duh, do you like Transformers? He's like, yeah, I do. He says, and Michael Bay sucks. And, <laughs> oh. and, and I, I just high-fived him. I was going <laughs> to say, said, you're like, well, you're one of my people. Yeah, I'm like, dude, high-five. Like a nine-year-old that thinks Michael Bay sucks. I'm like, wow, okay. So, okay, you've impressed me. Tell me more. And so, yeah, the kid went on about uh, G1 and the IDW comics. Like, he's like, have you read? Uh, uh, wow, this kid knows oh, his yeah. stuff. Oh, it was ridiculous. See, I, need, I, need to read, I need to read the IDW comics because I've heard some crazy stuff that I need to, to get into. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, I started reading uh, a couple. There's like two comics that uh, were going side by side at one point. And one like fans really really loved and one was kind of like lukewarm that they you know some of them liked them some of them didn't but this kid was like have you read last standard of the records because that was amazing do you know what the uh dgc is 
And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, kid. You're totally out fandoming me. And uh, I feel like, you know, you're nine years old and you're showing me up and it's something that I <laughs> love. Like, I, felt... I was a little bit offended. <laughs> but, but then, but then the kid was like, he was like, he, he left after a while and, and uh, he comes back. He's like, dude, they have transformers over at that booth. You got to go over, and take a look at it. I'm like, Oh man. Like that kid would have been nine year old Doug's best friend. Like I, I just love, I love it was, it was just a great interaction when, uh, when you find, you know, other people that love the same stuff that you do. Um, that's, that's what I like running into Marvel fans actually. Sometimes it's like when you run into the 20 somethings and stuff who are like, Oh my God, these movies are so great. And then they actually take the time to go and read the comics and read right. the storylines yep. that are covered by the comics. Like there was lots of people that I talked to that say that said Justice League was actually a pretty okay movie, or that um, that um, the Death of Superman thing was was a pretty good thing. Uh, Batman versus Superman. They were all like, "Oh, that movie was so mediocre." And I'm like, "Do you know why?" And they're like, "Well, what do you mean?" Is it because they mashed up two different storylines right. into one movie and threw Wonder Woman in on top of all of that? Right. So they muddied the whole thing up from the very beginning. And I said, go read the individual stories. Go read The Death of Superman. Go read The Dark Knight. And I guarantee you, you will come back and say, holy cow, Affleck's Batman actually in that movie was was the Batman from The Dark Knight series, from the Dark Knight graphic novel. He, I didn't, I don't particularly like what they did with his voice and everything in the suit. He sounded a little bit more like a transformer than a human being, but <laughs> I didn't have a problem with him as Batman at all. He was old yeah, Batman. No. He was the he was Batman on the way out the door. He needed that suit of armor to be able to do anything, really. And I I get I completely got that. But when they mashed up all those storylines and then threw Wonder Woman in on top, it was obvious that they were just using it as a vehicle to launch Wonder Woman, and that was really sad. That made me very sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which Wonder Woman, by the way, was an amazing movie. I, I, I love taking my daughter to Wonder Woman and I'm so glad DC if DC was going to do one movie right that I'm so glad they did that one right because my daughter really liked it and I think that kind of sold it for you know the whole superhero kind of thing just kind of sold it for her for me you know and and it was just it was just a yeah. really great experience as a dad taking your daughter to see uh, a superhero yeah. female kick but on screen and have it be yes. a really great yeah. decent movie like that that, that was a great experience nothing to do with sex appeal it's nothing to do with exactly. sex appeal in that movie yeah no it was it, it was it was just a great experience and, and i'm glad that we had that uh i'm just glad i was able to that's that's a memory like later on down down years from now i'm gonna cherish because it was just a great great moment as a parent i got the same thing with with the captain marvel movie too sure yeah great fantastic movie i like the little kid in that movie was just oh was yes just great definitely. there were some great great scenes there and yeah uh, uh, the daughter of the friend yes yes yeah she was amazing right yep. it was yep. a great was character really great. That's, that's why they always tell actors never work with children because they'll steal the show <laughs> they'll, they'll <always laughs> that, that's how i started my show you know because sydney was you know the main you know I, she was much more entertaining than i was Still, still is. Still is. Absolutely. Yep. I was, I was waiting for somebody you to used the term out. "was." And I was like, "What's going on here?" No, no. no. Well, now it's not cool I, to be on. I uh, watched YouTube you guys playing, playing that Dino Dig game. Yeah. Uh, before 
started before we started the podcast here actually actually nice. and i was like i was like man one of these days doug is just gonna snap and be like okay sydney it's game time oh man she's she's cutthroat when it comes to these games whenever yeah i know game, every, it's every like, game i've ever watched her play with you you're you're like you're trying to be entertaining and you're trying to explain the mechanics and you're being all jokey and funny and sydney's just like wow could i stomp you under my heels absolutely <laughs> Dude, that's that's just kids though man my yeah, kids are ruthless yeah my my nine-year-old tramples me at scythe <laughs> like it's it's just they, they don't even give dad a chance and then when i win they get all mad they're like oh yeah you always win dad i'm like this is the first time i've won in like five <laughs> years what are you talking about <laughs> mini rent time hang on kid <laughs> <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of is a nice segue into the, the last uh, note that I have for, for this uh, podcast, or initial chaotic good cast. Uh, what games have we been playing lately? What, uh, what, do you guys, uh, what do you guys, what's hitting your tables, and what are we playing with, with our uh, families or with our friends? Is there uh, anything that... Uh, uh, I've been, on the uh... It's been ICRPG from Runehammer. Okay. Um, I just recently got into that game. Man, I am loving the heck out of Runehammer. Nice. Uh, and the whole ICRPG uh, system is—it's very minimalist. It remind—it uh, reminds me of uh, a darker, kind of gothier version of Alan's Tiny Dungeon stuff from Gallon Knight Games. Okay. I, those those two games in the last, jeez, oh, two two and a half years have dominated most of my playing time. Other than the actual plays that I've been doing with you, like my my local guys, we play a lot of uh, Brian Fitzpatrick's Aliens and Asteroids. Oh, nice. Um, uh, we segue into uh, Tiny Frontiers Revised. Uh, dabble a lot with Tiny Dungeons still. Um, now the guys are all interested in this ICRPG thing because they want to try doing um, what is it called? Roll twenty. I have oh, yeah. never. I have never. I'm I'm a computer nerd out the yin yang. Like I play PC games constantly. I have never in my life used an online service to play a video game before. So I have no knowledge of, of, of Roll20 or uh, drive throughs has got their new Astral, I think it's just called Astral, is okay. their new tabletop uh, or online tabletop thing. So I'm trying to, I'm slowly fumbling my way around with tabletop simulator, trying, like, honestly, I get a table set up and I end up knocking it over. Myself. Yes, that's what I do as well. I don't. I don't even flip it on purpose. I'm, there's a button to flip <laughs> yeah. table on most of those things. And I'm like, no, I'm not touching that button. And I'll just, I'll grab something the wrong way. And the whole table falls on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's basically been me lately. Um, and if, uh, I don't know if our actual place qualifies tabletop, but sure. uh, I have all of the stuff for sins printed out still. I've still Sweet. got all my stuff for Spire, all the mutant year zero stuff. Um, my Kickstarter list is just absurd right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear you there. Ben, since uh, you're uh, since you manage a game store, you must get to play it all the time, and that's <laughs> what you do nonstop. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, that's uh, we open the doors and we're just playing games. No, we I, we <laughs> we don't have time to play games. Yeah, uh, that said, remember you put a picture up once of yourself after a stock count or something, and the <laughs> yeah. look on your face was that thousand yard stare. Uh, <laughs> was just like, uh, that's a game store right there. Yeah, it's uh, it it for those people that want to open their own game store, they always ask for advice. Though they'll come in to the shop and be like, "Hey, uh, what uh, what do I need to do?" And I'm just like, "No, don't. You will. You think you want a game store? You just want a place to play games. That's not what a game store is." Right. But uh, thankfully, 
I am able to carve a little bit of time out in my in my weeks to to get some gaming done. Um, the two games I've been lately are the new uh, Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth oh, uh, adventure like game. I do. I, I like it quite a bit. I It's basically uh, Fantasy Flight Games, Mansions of Madness kind of style, right. uh, open world exploration, puzzle solving thing, but Lord of the Rings. And I know I'll lose a little bit of nerd cred here, but I am not a Cthulhu fan. The whole mythos never really grabbed me, but whoa, Lord of the whoa, Rings... Whoa, whoa. Lord of the Rings is 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 my jam, as they say. Wow. So, yeah, no, <laughs> I've never been ecstatic. a big Cthulhu. I, I've never been a Lovecraft. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind oh, it. It's just boy. not something that that <laughs> I've really bought into uh, a great deal. And I, I I know that there's great big you know Lovecraft fans out there, and it's just you know it's cool, but you know yeah. there's other things that I'd I'd be into. <laughs> you guys are are making me sad as I. Sit here cradling my PDF copy of Cthulhu Mythos Five E. Yeah, that's, that's me. I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally holding a Cthulhu dice bag in my hand. Right now. <laughs> now I will say they, the the Cthulhu games that Fantasy Flight has put out. I've I've played several of them and I enjoy them. Uh, and you know the world is cool and all, but you if you can take those really cool mechanics and give me Lord of the Rings, I am all in. Uh, I've played a few of the chapters of the campaign so far, and it's it's been a lot of fun. That's my kind of solo game that I play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got a group that we just met last week. Uh, we're playing through the time stories oh, nice. uh, yeah. scenarios, and we just started the final uh, the final one they're putting out in this this overarching story that uh, that they put out. And I've I I I love it. It's uh it's cool. We're two and a half hours in, and we have no idea what we're doing. And I've loved <laughs> every bit of it. So <laughs> it, now, it's been a good time. I've looked at to- to- uh, time stories a few times, but uh, mm-hmm. a I don't think that Sydney, like my my main gaming buddy, is is my daughter, and I don't think that she would you know get into that all that much. But had I I know the replay value with these like. I guess you want to call them like inserts or something like like they're like packets or whatever that that you play in this time story system. Like you can only play through them once, right? Yeah, once you've once you've gone through and you've you've experienced the story and figured out the puzzle, there's not really any replayability. Right. Uh, that said, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, kind of uh, hosting isn't the right word, but but like guiding another group through one. Oh, okay. Um, so kind of kind of facilitating their their run through and and watching that discovery and that puzzling and when they finally clicks for them getting a lot of uh, a lot of enjoyment out of seeing them just hit those moments that i i hit previously on other playthroughs so uh, i i think that's a that's another way you can experience the time story scenarios and and get a little bit more than just the single play out of them nice Rob, what are you, what are you playing lately? Uh, other than and then lots of 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 D and D, being the the DM for three different uh, campaigns, uh, I recently got in uh, Wingspan. Nice. Um, so I've been I've been playing that, and I'm I know there was a lot of hype behind it, mm-hmm. um, and and everybody's been talking it up. Um, and I have to say, like it's it's living up to it for me. Wow. Uh, I'm really liking it. Um, my really oldest. Good. 
my oldest son uh, Aiden is very into birds. Uh, he's 13 uh, and he loves birds. And it's just like it, it hits the right buttons for him. It hits the right buttons for me mechanically. Um, so we've been having a lot of fun with that. And I got the uh, recently the prototype for uh, Phase Shift Games Dungeon Drop, which is coming oh, to Kickstarter soon. Yeah, I got uh, uh, I got that prototype as well. We haven't uh, gotten a chance to put it to the it table is, yet. Is it fun? It is so much fun. Oh, interesting. I'm excited because uh, it, 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 it plays like nothing you've ever played before. And it's very yeah. simple. It's not like this huge, complex thing. You can learn the rules and play the game in 10 minutes. Um, nice. But it's just a cool. It's got this cool mechanic where you take these cubes and you literally just drop them and that creates the dungeon. Um, oh, like and then that. you are you're you're conne- you're trying to make connections between three pillars, and you could take the stuff that's in that you know quote unquote room. Um, and monsters take your health down, and and you have you know hidden quests of your own where certain things are worth more. Uh, you get a character and a class, and you have a special power that you can use one of those on your turn. Uh, it's just it's very light, beautiful artwork, really fun. Uh, we've been having uh, we've been having a blast with that one. It really gives off this um, like a mass market type game, but it's got a little. I I I'm just speaking as as just looking at like the um, the the marketing and what what I've seen of the game. I haven't I haven't got a chance to put it at the table, but it it has like uh, uh what's the word I'm looking? At? Yeah, I think like. You could see this on like a target, or and I'm not saying this in a in a negative way or at all. It just looks like it's marketed to a, a really large audience. Like it, like, yes, you know that that they're casting their net quite quite large with this game, and and I th- I I think it'll pay off for them because it's really like you said, the art's really good. It's really cute, and I I, I think you're gonna have a lot of age. You know, you have a lot of kids and adults and probably you know older folks you know all all playing it together which is which is good to see and they're they're targeting a really low price point oh are they really i think the goal is like 12 bucks really yeah this is one that they really want to they want to pump out get it out there for a really good price and just get it into the hands as many people as possible so i'm I'm really hoping they launched their Kickstarter. I think June fourth. Okay. I'd have to double check, but I'm I'm hoping this just blows. You know, it just blows out of the water because uh, it is an awesome, awesome game. Robbie, you've got me excited to uh, get the prototype to the table. It's actually right across from me. I'm looking at it right now. Awesome. Look at that. I was about to say, holy cow, this is so weird. I just saw this game on Facebook. And then I looked and saw that it was the Fonts Perspective page. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so weird. It works. Always See? be branding. Right, Rob? Look at that. Look at that. Always be branding. <laughs> Although, what, you know, branding is, is tough. You know, when you call yourself a Fonts Perspective and then you realize that the, you know, the initials of your site are APP. Um, so... Maybe that branding wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah, well, no, nobody will take it that way. Like, <laughs> uh, let me see here. What if I, I haven't really been able to get a whole lot to the table? We've been so busy lately. Um, you have been a busy human oh being. Oh my gosh! Lately, if, you, if you even like, as soon as we're done here, I'm editing another podcast like, just to get up. My this email week. now is mostly full of 
Doug has gone live on YouTube. Doug has gone live on Twitch. <laughs> Doug has released a new podcast. Doug has got an actual play going. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Well, and... you're also everywhere. Like you're always. I always see pictures of you somewhere else. Uh, yeah, you're at this convention. You're at this store. You're doing this here. I I just like I said. I just like connecting with folks, and I like you know talking about this stuff, and I love you know introducing families and and folks to the tabletop industry and the hobby and and you know that's what drives me you know i love that and you know that's probably my favorite thing about being a whole part of of vcg and uh, all of the discord communities and stuff like that all the games that i follow is just when you get a new person who comes in it's like hey i heard about this from you know wherever so and so you know advertising whatever word of mouth and you get to introduce them to that at like I never really got to do that until I started hanging around uh, online with all of you guys and everything, but it's fun. Like the sense of accomplishment you get out of that is, is pretty cool. There's nothing better. And I've said this a few times, like when you introduce an RPG to somebody new and you have that moment at the table where they just all of a sudden get it and they are just like, oh, this is how it works. This is how, like, you know, I can do whatever I want in this world. And it's just this awesome, like, moment. And, and you can just see it in their eyes, and they're just like, yes, now let's now let's play. You know, and, and I love being a part of that. And, and, you know, if I can make that happen more often, then I just, I, I want to. Um, these days now it's like now i have you now give me your wallet (laughs) (laughs) no 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 and that's one thing i love about the rpg and rpg industry is because there's a low you know unless you're buying every single rpg out in the market like jason and i are um there there really isn't like thousand supplements like fifth edition yeah exactly um but you know the rpg industry and and getting started playing rpgs is actually a really low you know, cost thing um, for the most part, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I just haven't had a lot of time to to get. Uh, I've got a I've got a stack of shame on my uh, dining room table that I'm looking at right now, and it is miniatures board games that I want to play that I have not uh, gotten a chance to play with, and I can I can list them if you want. Um, I've got. Uh, Hellboy the board game from Mantic, which looks amazing. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's phenomenal, and it's probably one <laughs> of their best uh, one of their best games to date. Um, and I'm I'm so excited to see uh, what they do with follow up releases for it because I think there's so much material that they could put out for this game and just make it even better. Um, and it's already the, the the base game itself is already really really outstanding. Um, I've got Nemesis from Awakened Realms, which if anybody has uh, seen that game, it's like Aliens the board game. Um, it's just this huge box and it's amazing and it takes hours to play. That, and that's the one you were painting the mini for, right? What's that? Is that not the one you were painting that big gribbly mini for way back when you were doing tabletop ready? Mm, no, that was Dead Zone. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that was Dead Zone. Uh, Nemesis is, it, it, I mean, you, we can call it what it is. It, it's Aliens, the board game. 
Um, you're in this like ship floating in space, and you wake up out of this like what do you want to call it like cryo pod or whatever it is, and you explore the ship. You un- uncover the rooms because you don't know r- where everything is, and you have secret objectives, and you're trying to repair the ship and trying to get it to its dis- destination. All the while, um, you're trying not to make noise because <laughs> the aliens are going to pop out and attack you, and if and they can infect you, and y- it's got this really cool card system where your actions are used with cards so you draw so many cards every turn and you play them and sometimes you can get infected and these cards get added to your deck and some of them are fine and some of them you scan at the end of the game and if you're infected then you know it totally has this horrible outcome at the end of the game Uh, so you can play the whole game and not know whether or not you've been infected and it's not until you scan the cards at the end that you find out that no you actually have an alien side you and you totally bring the aliens to earth you know because they were living inside you the whole time Hmm. um it's just this really cool and it's one of those games where you need to have like three or four players and you need to sit like dedicate three or four hours of time to play it and of course you know i hardly have three or four hours of time to, to play <laughs> but I, oh, I it's wife, like you own a game store doug it's crazy yeah right you know but i should probably just bring it up to quarter staff games because that's what they do all day is they just play games for... <laughs> yeah that's actually yeah, becoming a genre of games now the whole alien uh, run and gun, you know, survive. You and your tiny squad surviving in in like endless corridors against lots of gribbly monsters and stuff like that. Oh, it's there's cr- uh, there's a lot. Video games are doing it a lot now. Yeah. Um, even um, uh, but uh, 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 Brandish Gilhelm from Runehammer or Hanker Inferno, depending on what you want to call him. Uh, he just released a supplement to ICRPG that has it's called Xeno Dead Zone, and it is basically. Um, colonial marines running through this randomly generated facility uh, blasting their way to goals or they have a random set of goals they have to achieve in each mission and you know try to survive and get or make it to evac kind of thing there's like dozens of games coming out in that little it's going to be its own heading soon on kickstarter for games i think oh that's cool very cool um and then of course yesterday no saturday saturday i got the big honking box from monolith for uh batman gotham city chronicles Ooh, you back that how is it how's it look oh it looks so beautiful and i I, you know what i think it was about a year ago i was up at quarterstaff games and uh we we had a nice lengthy conversation i think it would just hit kickstarter and Mm -hmm. we had this conversation about kickstarter only games but Man, this is. I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. It's so pretty, <laughs> and I want to get to the table, and I want to. That's, that's. I'm hearing good things such a about scary it. thing. Yeah, I mean, it uses that same engine that uh, Conan did, um, and I think they oh, the they No, no, no. The uh, the board, the Conan, the board game. That oh, kind yeah. of resource allocation kind of. Yeah, it's almost like a euro of of all things with. with it it takes very like 
yeah, like you said, almost Euro style mechanics and makes them super cinematic. It's right. it's a really really cool system. Yeah, no, I I, I really like it. And then uh, it's got that uh, villain dashboard where it's got the cards on the river and and uh, they're like one through whatever, one through eight or whatever. So you you can activate you know the first couple tiles for for really low so because the ones at the front of the the river are one and two you know cube costs but as soon as you pay that cost they go to the back of the river so if you need to activate them again they're going to cost like seven or eight and so this river of uh just constantly flows you know and cycles uh Every single time he, the bad guy wants to activate a, a, a bad character on the board, and it's—I don't know of any—it's really unique. I don't know of any other uh, like Overlord, you know, game that that, that works that way. It's really kind of kind of cool. Um, and then they put out this other version, which I actually—I got—I I got everything for it because you know I'm a, I'm a psycho, and I gotta have everything when when I have a miniatures <laughs> board game um, where you can actually play versus each other and you will each have one of those river dashboards and that's how you, you know, play against each other instead of having one person control the bad guy and then one control like the Batman and his crew. Um, you can actually have two teams and I like you, games like that. Yeah, where yeah. You don't have it's not one guy against everybody else. Exactly. So I, I'm really excited about it. And then they've got another Kickstarter for like the second season coming up in here in June, um, which I'm sure they'll have more expansions. And they said that you can go in and get the previous uh, content that they put out last year that just came to backers here just a few you know days ago. So yeah, uh, that that's my pile of shame that I have here on my dining room table. I have so many Doug's fault. <laughs> my, my, my pile is called Doug's fault, <laughs> and I'm like these, like even um, the free league stuff that we that uh, Doug oh, actually got me interested in free league. Love free and league I have stuff. forbidden lands now, and I've just I've been going through that recently. I on, I only so bought it in PDF. That's 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 my caveat now. I'm like, I love this, this game. Sounds really cool. It sounds really cool. My group won't play it. I still want this game. I'm just gonna back as a PDF, and then I just I. I have willful ignorance of the rest of the tiers where it's like, oh, but if you back at this level, you get these little cool things. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> really, I mean, I, like, I, I have a whole Dropbox folder that's literally nothing but those books now. Yeah, <laughs> just like I, piles <laughs> of them. I'm just like, I, it's not like a physical pile. It's a virtual pile. So it's manageable. But Jesus, I go through that folder every once in a while, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't even. I don't. I forgot I bought this. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame in the fact that I I'm blatantly a free league fanboy. Like I love everything they put out at this point. I think um, when and, they and, announced Aliens, holy cow! Yeah, I jumped yeah, out of my chair. That was I really I, like, Aliens is my is my thing. That's one of my favorite movies from like back growing up. I watched. I had a beta tape of that. I wore the heck out of that poor thing. I, and then 
when I, once I realized that there was the the extended cut and the director's cut with all the extra scenes and all those, all that sort of thing, I was just like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> and that year, I am, aliens comes on and just like, oh, oh, I need that. I am counting down the days until my kids are old enough to watch Aliens. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Because that's going to be a good aliens. day. I yeah, saw a thing the other day where uh, they were talking about Alien, the original Alien movie. And it was like, Alien is basically just a movie where nobody listens to the only intelligent woman on the ship. Um, <laughs> everybody else dies, and only the woman and her cat survive. Yeah, and yep. they're like, that's basically the plot of Aliens. <laughs> Bunch of guys won't listen to the only smart woman on the ship. Everybody else dies. Oh, it's, it's such, such a great movie. I have yeah. not yet seen um, the, new, uh, the new Predators movie that came out. Uh, I, I know it tanked hugely in the box office. Yeah, I didn't watch that I'm either. St- I'm still I'm still a fan of that sort of thing. Like, I don't necessarily like the movies, but I like the idea of the character. I like the idea of the predators and that sort of thing. I I know that there was just an Easter egg that they threw in as a, as a gag in the second Predator movie where they had the alien skull in the back and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it spawned this entire friggin' fandom based on that uh, <laughs> all by itself, which was pretty amazing to be honest with you. The amount of stuff they put out for that. I'm 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 almost I almost I'm hoping like I have my fingers crossed that free league doesn't go that way with the aliens rpg i'm hoping that there doesn't end up being an expansion for predators and stuff like that i, w- I would rather just if i'm going to do that i'd rather just homebrew it or something if i have to i don't i i can see that being like a second kickstarter i don't see it being part of the initial oh i very launch. much doubt it because they're so geared towards the the universe of aliens which is gotten absolutely nothing to do with predator whatsoever right right. now i wouldn't mind a separate predator rpg because the i mean the the predator lore is oh absolutely yeah oh yeah like i said the whole idea of the predator i am i am totally on board with like i even like the avp games uh (laughs) when you could be a marine an alien or a predator i loved that game i played the crap out of that game but I just I don't think that I want to see that as a as a first uh, first iteration thing where they try to mash it up because right. it, it it's almost like um, uh, to, for vampire even when they started releasing the other expansions and stuff like that in the other settings they were very cool but they were so like and it was neat that they were all in one world but they did not mix well at all if you had anybody who was interested in power gaming it was a disaster. Like so, you, you they need to be separated. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now it'll be interesting to see once the once the Kickstarter hits, and I I, I don't know if Freely has, has announced when that Kickstarter is planned to be. Uh, is it now? Is it now, Doug? Can it be now? <laughs> <laughs> what is I, your? You've got the inside say. track with those guys. You should I, know, Doug. Hey, I have some. Are you holding out on us? Do you do you know you know something we don't know? I don't. I, I actually don't know when the Kickstarter is. I, I, I'm I'm just starting rumors now. Yeah, don't don't do that, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have them have them emailing you. Hey, we heard on your podcast that you said something about yeah, knowing when yeah, this release date no, was. We no. didn't tell you anything about that. No, they they've been very good to uh, VCG as a, a show, and I, I appreciate every single time that Thomas and Matthias both come on and and. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I, I love I, I love their books, I love their games, and, and I think if any RPG is going to be uh, brutal and 
going to be able to capture that whole Aliens universe. I think the Year Zero engine is going to do it perfectly. And uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see how they incorporate the mechanics in with the setting. And, and I think it's going to I think it's going to be a great pairing. So I just I want a game where the aliens in evoke actual fear in your players, like not sure. you know peeing yourself fear because that's a bit much. But um, I I don't want them to see like oh it's just a warrior, you know, or like because I know there's this, that was one of the things that I always enjoyed about the whole aliens extended universe thing was mm-hmm. the way the alien came out was based on the animal it went into. So right, right, right. you know a facehugger gets a hold of a bull you got a gigantic tank of an alien coming out of that thing because it's going to be huge just to start with. Yeah, like a minotaur alien. Yeah, but yeah, basically that kind of thing. Like it's like going to be massive, not like a little drone like they had in the out of a human being kind of thing. And I always, I thought that was a really cool way to do things because like what better way to terrify your group than be like, oh, look, there's just a bunch of little ones running around right now. And yeah, they're dangerous and everything. And then out of nowhere, you throw this big gigantic thing onto the table and they're like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> well, on that note, we're just going to uh, wrap up the uh, first ever Chaotic Good cast. Uh, yeah, let's uh, go right down and I'm going to thank my uh, my cast for coming on and being a part of the first episode. Um, eventually, we kind of want to have some guests on uh, these sessions. So uh, if you are if you'd like to see that happen, I'm going to say hit the subscribe button and uh, let us give us a shout out on social media. Just let us know. I would love to uh, have all you sorts of You want to see that happen, folks, because Doug knows lots of cool people. I know some. Fo- yeah, I mean, I, I've got three cool people on with me right now. So, I mean, come on. It, it's hard to believe that there are cooler people than these three folks, but. <laughs> oh shucks! I might, I might know some, some, some other cool folks. Um, but yeah, is this we, where you we, get that little announcer voice at the bottom saying this has been a paid advertisement for VCG Gaming? <laughs> I thought I was only invited to talk because I mentioned something about Taco Bell poops on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob, you, uh, you have been, you've been a great, uh, a great friend. Uh, we've known each other for a little while now, and uh, I was like, hmm, how do I get Rob uh, more? more on my show and and i'm glad that uh, you're a part of this this uh experiment of the chaotic good cast i think it's going to be a lot of fun and uh i have some big big plans for this this show uh even if we all can't get together every week uh we do want to put out a podcast uh, i think uh it'll it'll release every friday morning so folks can listen to it li- uh, f- listen to it uh friday morning on the vcg podcast uh, feed if you'd like to tune in and listen to us chat live you can we record this on the vcg's chaotic good discard server and uh we record these at monday at 9 p.m. eastern and uh, you can listen to us live and just kind of banter back and forth and you can actually uh, go into the podcast channel and uh and make comments and you know tell us what you think and did you notice that ghost snuck in and out while we were i did see that i did see that ghost is our uh our discord uh administrator and she has done a great job setting up this vcg chaotic good discord uh yeah this is this is really like i'm i'm on like tons i've got like what uh 
uh, 21 Discord tabs uh, on my Discord, and this is by far the most extensive one that I have ever been on. Uh, I'm 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 excited about the potential for this uh, for this Discord. I I want to do some RPG games. I think this has some really great potential to to get folks gaming. Um, you know, just just on Discord, and uh, hopefully we can get some more RPGs uh, uh, going on 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 here. So, if folks want to know more about uh, you guys, where where should we go? I'll I'll start with Jason. Jason, where should folks, if folks want to uh, know more about Jason Hunt, where should they go? Uh, I'm the easiest. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> uh, on Twitter, you can find me uh, at Hexeter. Uh, Facebook, uh, it's Jason Hunt. I'm I'm not. I don't have a dual persona kind of thing. I'm not as fancy as Doug. Um, other than that, I'm on the Discord server all the time. So if you want to get a hold of me, or you want a question for me, or if you want to talk to me, I'm always willing to babble. That's why Doug likes having me on his shows because I'm the easy one, you know, literally, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge again. Um, <laughs> Doug's like, hey, Jay, you want to? Yeah. But I didn't tell you, yeah. <laughs> Jason, you're always, you're always fun to have on. And I'm so glad that uh, we've been able to connect with uh, with what we do. And, and, and you're just, you're just fun, man. I wish you lived closer and I'm you didn't live up in the no- great north. I'm even wearing tonight, and What's I'm that? not even on cam. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, uh, Jason, for being a part of this first uh, ever Chaotic Good cast. Ben, where can folks find you or if they want to know more about Ben? Sure. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Flop Cardboard as a throwback to my card-playing days. And if you're interested in where I work, Quarterstaff Games, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Uh, just search Quarterstaff Games. We are the one that usually has a VT uh, tagged onto the end of it. And yeah, you can see all those games that we are not playing at Quarterstaff Games uh, <laughs> on there. Awesome. Take it out of the box. Hey, this looks really cool. Put it on shelf. Never going to play it. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. That's how it goes. Rob, where can folks uh, find out more about you and especially a Pond's Perspective? Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Pond'sPerspective.com. Or if you search, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Pond's Perspective, you'll find me. Um, you can also find me by checking out the hashtag, you are welcome at my table which is kind of like my uh, gaming inclusivity hashtag. I sell some t-shirts for, uh, for charity. Um, so any of those places, uh, that's where you'll find me. I'm, I'm generally everywhere. I will uh, also comment that Rob has a great uh, Pond's Perspective Facebook community. Um, if you've ever wanted to uh, be a part of a great, facebook group you should definitely check out the ponds perspective community on on facebook and, and join that because uh robbie got a great community on there as well thank you very much yeah. um and then of course if you'd like to you know feel free to check out more of what victory condition gaming does we do all sorts of youtube and twitch and facebook give us a like on facebook we'd like to hit a thousand likes on facebook here uh, before too long hopefully we can get that uh, in the next month or two which would be awesome um and then we've got a couple other goals that we want to do for the youtube channel so definitely uh, subscribe to the youtube channel we've got uh it, once we hit 
2,000 subscribers, my mom will actually come on to an actual play and play an RPG with, oh with us. Oh my god, I hope I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom has never played an RPG in her life. She doesn't really... My parents don't understand what I do for uh, content. They just know that I do gaming stuff. And we're gonna throw her into a group of us morons. Oh yeah, right yeah, it's, She's gonna it's be, gonna like, be Doug, Why do you even know these people? These people are weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be entertaining, I think. So uh, definitely give us a follow and subscribe and uh, on on YouTube because uh, we'd love to. Uh, uh, well, I I think most folks would love to see that happen. Um, Still not sure if I want to see that happen or not, but uh, I said everybody it, else loves the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I said it will happen if we hit two thousand subscribers. So it will if it because uh, I'm a man of my word. That's gonna do a chaotic good cast. Uh, it was definitely chaotic, but it was so good. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast ear candy we'd love to have you as a subscriber all right folks thanks so much for tuning in we'll see you next week (laughs) 